0: mother-loving future show, hosted by Amber Strange and Jenna Penrose, two mothers and detectives dedicated to fully embodying a new paradigm of conscious
1: parenting, deeper relationships, healing ourselves into radiant health, and epic answers to age-old enigmas. Get ready to get your mind blown, because this week's episode starts in three
0: two, one. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, everyone. It's Amber and Jenna here today, and we have a very, very extra special episode for two reasons. One is because we have one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world on with us today, Jolene Rust. (laughs) Yeah, you girl. So excited. and (laughs) Hi. Hello, Hello. meet you. <laughs> and number 2, we're talking about one of our most favorite topics, creating sacred space for mamas to be. So welcome Jojo, welcome thank to the
2: town. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you too. Oh, oh,
1: so, so happy. yeah, so lovely just to have this this combo of energies to have Jolene and Amber on the line with me. It's like sublime. I know and we
2: all just got to hang out, which is makes it even sweeter to have this moment yeah. together
1: and not only did we just get to hang out but we got to hang out for this topic and That's right it was like this oh it was we got to talk about that because it was just like the most beautiful authentic moment that happened. And I wanted to YouTube, like I wanted to film it for YouTube for our mother loving future YouTube, but Amber's baby is so private. It just, you know, <laughs> batteries were not, did not, you know, come with the camera or something. And no, it totally. Happen, so. Yeah,
0: I know roadblocks every step of the way with, with this one. It's, it's interesting, but that was one of the most magical weekends I've ever had in my life. Thanks Aww. to you ladies. And Joe, I mean, both of you held the space in my baby blessing, it, it was like a, a tears for days, <laughs> happy tears for days. It was super, super, super special. and It really was. Up. It really Can't was. wait to get into that. Well, yes. do you want to give the audience a definition on this topic, Jenna? So we're crystal clear. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Okay. So full disclosure, I, I wrote this definition before that we recorded just now. Um, and I've been up since 3.30 in the morning. I had to take my husband to the airport this morning. So I hope this makes sense. Here I go. when a mama crosses the threshold from maiden to mother for the first time or even when a second or third time mama brings forth a new life into the world it is a moment of great transition as humans we can choose to honor life's moments of monumental transitions through sacred ceremony the holding of sacred space for a graceful and easy passageway into the new chapter Friends and loved ones can come together to bless up a pregnant mama standing at the brink of a great transition through the holding of sacred space with intention. Mm, beautiful.
2: I think you nailed it, Jenna. Okay, yeah. So yeah, wait, yeah.
0: no objection at a all. Plus. Okay, That's I nailed fun. it. Af, oh, yeah, that was a good one. Af, we would. Af, just, A-F everything is now the new rule. We've decided. <laughs> um, Jojo, do you have anything yes. to add to that definition?
2: Well, I think Jenna was very uh, did a very good job in her description. I, you know, a mother's blessing. It's so unique. It's unique to each woman as they're crossing this threshold into motherhood. And what is at the heart of it is the intention. It's a very intentional gathering of women who are there to hold a sacred, supportive, and loving space to offer ceremony to this woman, ritual, and these things honor her and prepare her for entering motherhood. Um, which is so important and unfortunately in our culture and our society today is very lost. So it's a beautiful thing that we're bringing that back and we're honoring these women to really ground and prepare for just how monumental this is in their life.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. So well put. And it really does carry you through not only the birth, but I know that I've drawn upon my experience with my blessing, that energetic Mm -hmm. container in so many other like monumental times in my life where I just needed to feel the women and the strength and the support. So it's pretty special. How
1: did you, how did you draw on that later on? Like when you say draw on that, does that just mean like think of it or can you just explain that a little? Yeah. So for
0: instance, you know, I think that there's an energetic imprint that happens in those moments where there's so much intention, there's a sacred container and everyone is laser sharp in on the same page where they're, they're, laser focusing their energy into supporting you. They're blessing you through affirmations, through ceremony, through song, whatever your blessing looks like. And obviously in the birth, I when I was feeling like I couldn't do it, when I was feeling like I'm losing my mind, I, I had an imprint of the words people gave me and the space of the women holding me to give me that strength. And in other moments, as you asked Jenna, like moments where I feel like I haven't been able to push through, or I just feel like giving up or I feel completely alone in something or like I don't have the answers, whatever the circumstances, I go back to that visceral moment of, knowing that I got this, like I have all the answers in me, the women who have reflected that back to me, the strength with the sensuality and support. I'm like, Oh, of course I have this. Like it's an energetic, I can draw energetically Mm -hmm. on the knowing that I discovered in -hmm. those moments of the women gathering in my life. Mm -hmm.
2: How about you, Joe? Well, that's what it's really there for. And I think this is all encompassing in the work of ceremony and creating sacred space. Because when we go into ceremony, it's so powerful. It can overwhelm us. It can break us down. It can break us through. And that is such an incredible moment for us. But For anyone who does practice ceremony in their lives, they know that it's also very much, if not more, about how do we integrate that in our lives once we leave that ceremonial space. So if you are able to take away from that and draw upon it in your life and integrate it in a way that serves you in your highest good. That's what it's really all about. And I know for me, in my own blessing experience, still to this day, my son is two and a half now. And on days where i'm having a really hard time or i'm feeling so depleted maybe i'm feeling lonely maybe i'm feeling like i'm not being the best mother that day i can literally take my heart back to those moments of being in that circle being held in such a beautiful container of love and support and it does fill me up it recharges me and it helps me carry on with those beautiful positive words i received from some of the closest women in my life it's it's a very powerful and important thing
0: Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: You know what we didn't do? We did not introduce Jolene.
0: <laughs> no no I know I, I have it in front of me I was we just, just waiting in. I was just waiting for for the perfect moment which is now because now
1: okay so Jolene Russ yes. is a mama who's currently at home with her two and a half year old delicious oh my gosh, son cutest baby on like, earth. seriously <laughs> oh my god Edible. this face you just want to take a bite um oh. she is a wife she is a singer a beautiful singer like you want Thanks. her Place you You know doula body worker mother's blessing facilitator which is why we asked her to be on today and she's holding the sacredness of simplicity slowing down and living amongst nature as her compass to motherhood and life and can I also add to that that Jolene was uh you know the person who has been holding the space in Amber's uh, blessings, both of them, right? Or just yeah, this last both one. Both of them and my doula yeah. in Soon that's to be right. Both and, of that's my right. and her doula at both we've talked, we're talking about the second birth, like it's already happened, I but know, it's so. going to happen. Like it <laughs> could happen second. today. It could happen like during this it's podcast true. recording.
0: We were joking about getting Insta Live <laughs> rolling as as it started up between the three of us. That'd be great.
2: That would be yeah. Nice, don't but. count it out just yet. <laughs> we still may. No,
0: no, no. And also, so, Jill, yeah. I have I to was just gonna say. So, sorry, you go. You go.
1: I was just going to say that Jolene really does have a great perspective on holding sacred space, on, you know, the mother's blessing and the doulaying you know, and not just the dueling of the, the moment of birth, but just like the doulaying around the whole birth, you know, mm-hmm. I think as well. So happy Thank to have you, you on.
2: Totally. I'm so happy to be here with you. I think this is so important to spread this awareness around how much as women we give and we give and we give. and in this time when we're growing life, it's time for us to receive as hard as it may be. And I know from personal experience, it's really hard to give yourself that vulnerable space to really take it in when you're just in a constant motion of outpouring and giving, but it's something that we not only owe to ourselves, but we owe to this baby too, because it's only going to make us better.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just have to, um, intervene there it's really hard to receive sometimes isn't it so much and especially when you haven't had a pedicure and you forget that there's a foot rub (laughs) or a shower involved (laughs) or a shower and you have like uh, 20 people looking at your feet and you realize you've got bunions on your feet
2: are you
1: are you (laughs) referring to a a personal moment Amber that I happen to recall yeah totally so just to get the audience in on it like during Amber's blessing like there was a cornmeal bath for her feet, correct? It was cornmeal, yeah, right? And then Wait, well, there were a
2: few different elements. Yeah. And cornmeal
1: um, was one. And yeah, so she stuck her toes in that cornmeal pretty fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to apologize. Like, I'm so sorry for the dirt under my My toenails and the bunions. I should have got a pedicure. But anyway, it's more so. But no one cares. No, totally. But it's more so about, honestly, to get serious. I find it really hard to receive. And as you Mm -hmm. said, Joe. When you're transitioning into motherhood, you know this as well, Jenna. You go full throttle into giving, 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 because that's kind of the role of the mother, especially as your natural intuition with your children, your home, your family. But to allow yourself to receive is equally as important to fill yourself back up. And it can be hard sometimes. I'm always in resistance to receive true gifts of the heart, like being acknowledged and being held and being supported. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's the gold, like you need to receive and slow down. Mm -hmm. You
2: need to receive and you need to be grounded for this ceremony you are embarking upon. Um, you know, it's, I could speak for hours about why it's so important to honor the mother in this way, because life will never be the same. As the three of us know, the path from motherhood is a death and a rebirth. You're walking through the fire as a maiden and you're exiting as a mother. And as creators and bringers of life, we are sacred vessels. And by becoming these sacred vessels, we are entering a sisterhood that is timeless. It's universal. We are Entering a web of women where we are all united by this ceremony, when you grow a child in your womb and you give birth and you're becoming the gateway between life and spirit, it's miraculous Mm -hmm. and it's really important to honor that. And when you receive this great expanse of love and joyful growth, it, it holds you in times when you're going through it Mm -hmm. as this new person. And this is one of the best ways I've witnessed a woman transform in a way that she's embodying her deepest, most powerful self. Mm. It's really transformative. And even for a woman who has maybe never even been to a ceremony or experienced sacred ritual, I've watched this really open their mind, their heart and their spirits. And Prepare them for what's truly ahead, and unfortunately, this really gets lost here in the modern world. There's so many distractions, there's so much technology, and a lot of the time in our culture as Westerners, we are hyper focusing in on preparing stuff for the baby. You know the baby shower has really become the mainstream celebration in our culture. we're buying baby clothes, we're buying rattles, we're buying toys and the mother is just kind of in the background. But in other cultures, the mother is the focus, because she is revered in these cultures as the most powerful being in the universe. Many cultures see a woman holding life as the most powerful entity there is. And so they're held in that way, where We've kind of lost that here. And to be honest, I don't know if we ever had it, but it's really beautiful to see this coming around to nourish a woman, to nourish her mind, body, and soul. And this is something that every mother deserves. I
0: completely agree. And this is a perfect segue for you to tell us a little bit about your thoughts on ancient traditions that are tied to this ritual.
2: Yeah, well, like I said, all over the world, there's so many different ceremonies and practices that honor this rite of passage. Um, these women are truly treated as Queens and there's there's sacred ceremony, their sacred rituals. And for, I'd say about the past 40 years or so, 40 plus years, women have been practicing these ceremonies here. Um, The modern mother's blessing that we're speaking of today for quite some time now has actually been inaccurately called a blessing way, which is something I think is very important to talk about because a blessing way is a Diné Navajo tradition and it's deeply sacred and very spiritual, very private ceremony that's performed by the Navajo people to honor different rites of passages through life and not just pregnancy, which I think is a common misconception for people who are holding what they think is a blessing way Um, so to call what we're doing today a blessing way it's not only inaccurate but it's also cultural appropriation and i think it's really important that we educate one another about this so we can redirect our our use of this term out of respect for the first nations people and for their sacred ways Um, i'll be the first to admit that when i first got called to this work i was calling it a blessing way because that's what i thought that it was but i think uh Actually, the Danae women have come out and presented a written request that we use the term mother's blessing because what they do is very different. And it's something that myself and the other women that are facilitating these mother's blessings are in no position to be performing.
0: So So good to know.
2: Yeah, it's some education yeah. around it. And, you know, it's, it's important. And it's very, you know, it's, I think it's very unintentional when women use that yeah. term. I know it was for me. And as soon as I found out and educated myself and had others educate me, it was, it felt good to know that so I could redirect my, the words that I use. Awesome.
0: That's great. And yeah. so what does a mother's blessing entail? Like you're saying for the past 40 years we've started to integrate these kind of ceremonies and traditions slowly into our culture. Yeah. So are we drawing upon more ancient rituals and how other cultures have done it or is it totally invented or what does it actually look like and where has that been drawn upon?
2: Right. Yeah. 40 plus years. I mean, I don't know the specifics around exactly when we started reintegrating this into our life. I've read a lot that, you know, it happened a lot in the 60s and the 70s where people started, you know, reconnecting with the elements, reconnecting with nature. And because of that, there's also a lot of pagan and Wiccan rituals that are tied into the mother's blessing. Um, So there's some roots in that. And there's also some rituals that are drawn from... Native American ceremony as well. Um, So basically the modern day mother's blessings that we have today, there's so many different elements that can be involved. It's really just about getting creative and blessing this woman with love and beauty and support. Um, You know, I think it's important to kind of gauge the mother and who she is and what she is capable of receiving. Um, But the beauty about ritual is that it's open to everyone and a person doesn't need to adopt a specific doctrine to participate in this ritual. It's really an opportunity for an enriching experience. And if we meet that with an openness, even if it's something completely new to us, it can really deeply and profoundly offer strength and transformative healing. So, you know but everybody is different so the activities may vary for instance you know at this blessing for amber there were a lot of women there you know there was a social element that happened first and then when we came together in circle i i don't know if i spoke to you amber or maybe one of your best girlfriends that you were you were looking maybe for it to little be short and sweet i think we um We didn't open the circle up to everybody sharing. We weren't sitting there for hours. Some women want that. Some women don't. So it's really about navigating what works in each container. Mm. So with that being said, um, the blessings traditionally around Wiccan and Pagan rituals, these occurred the last full moon before the woman would give birth. Oh, so I was kind of bang on. You were, yeah, you kind of Well, it. Wasn't, it wasn't a the full, moon
0: wasn't moon, a full move, but it was a month before my due date. So, you know, right. it gives you that, that lead up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So sure. you, were <laughs> yeah,
0: you were close. Yeah, you were close. I'll give it it's to, it to you, you, even though you're totally inaccurate. <laughs> I'll give it to you.
2: And the blessings can be done at the home. This was done at your that home. That was Amber, an which incredible element. Was- isn't it? And the mine was done at my home as well. And it really warms up your space, especially if you're going to be having a home birth, which we do. So it's a bonus. Yeah,
0: that really was a huge, just a milestone for me when we, because, you know, I've been in construction for the past six months. It hasn't really felt like a home. I think this was the first gathering, legitimate kind of intentional gathering I've had in my house. And when you girls just swept in and sent me upstairs for my little surprise massage and I came back down and there were flowers over the whole house and beautiful, colorful rugs and pillows and sheepskins and food displayed for everyone and all these beautiful women in these gorgeous floral dresses it just made me and the energy obviously between the women connecting and laughing and music playing it really marinated the space and it it Mm -hmm. within my own mind as well it was a milestone it was like oh Okay, this is happening. Like I have to mm-hmm. that's Yeah, right. like I'm I'm now ready. I'm I'm gonna be ready now. Like it was a real mm. it was it was special. it makes it real, yeah, doesn't big it? Time.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it can be done in your home. If the home isn't available, um, it can be done. It's beautiful to have these ceremonies out in nature. If you live by a beautiful river, if you have a beautiful park near your home, any space where there isn't a lot of distraction and noise is a good place to have a blessing. And from here, from finding your space, we typically set up a circle comfortable place for mama to sit. And I also like to make sure there's extra comfortable spots for any other pregnant women or any elders that are present, especially if we're going to be sitting for a while. I've been to certain mother's blessings where we've sat nothing short of three hours. So you do want to make sure everybody is very comfortable. There's water to hydrate. Um, And then you want to make it beautiful, incorporate beauty. However you can, you can make a beautiful birthing altar, You can use things that guests can bring. You can invite them to bring natural elements like shells or feathers, flowers, crystals. Um, You can create a birthing mandala, anything that's just kind of makes it feel sacred and special or just decorating with flowers and candles. You can diffuse oils to create a calm space, you know, just really setting the tone for a ceremony filled with love and beauty and pampering, of course, for this woman because she's so deserving of it.
0: Amazing. And I remember the first blessing I had. You started off with calling in the elders, calling in each woman, each woman that was present in the circle, you asked them to call forth their lineage. And so can you tell us a little bit about that particular activity with the string, that beautiful white string that ties us all together.
2: Yeah, so this is one of the rituals that I find no matter who the woman is or who the women are there that are supporting her. This is something that we can all relate to because this is really about connecting us in a beautiful web of support, not only the women who are present there, but the women that brought us here, our ancestral line. And not only are we creating that web, but we're just creating a universal web because we are all women. And so we are all united in that way. There's such a strength and power in that when we come together. So this is the cord ceremony. And what we do is we wrap, it's typically a red string. It can be another color as well, but traditionally um, the Buddhists as well as native people use the red cord. So what we would do is we wrap this around our wrist And while we wrap it around our wrists, we can call in any ancestors that we feel would bring to the web of love and support. And so we wrap this around our wrists and we pass it on until we're all connected by this string. And then we cut it, we tie it around our wrists and we wear it as a bracelet until the woman gives birth, at which point we can take it off. Some women choose to burn it or bury it or keep it. And it just reminds us um, that we're here for one another. You know, the support doesn't end after we all go home. It's, it's ever flowing. Oh,
1: love that.
0: That was Mm -hmm. so profound for me. I have to be honest. My favorite thing was hearing everyone's names, like all all the names Uh of people's grandparents and mothers and great, great grandparents. And I could really feel the, like, it just gave me a perspective we have all come through these beautiful lines of women and we are this product of inherent wisdom we just have to call upon it to access it in times of need and it was really special that that ceremony
2: mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad. And I think it's something that I like to remind women to call upon during their actual labor as well. Not only the women that were there in the cord wrapping, but the women that are even giving birth at the same time as you in that very moment. You know, there's so much there to channel in the heart of the womb. We are all experiencing it Mm -hmm. and we're all there together. So it's good to ignite that awareness in the woman. And I think it can be a really valuable Tool during labor,
1: especially the ancestors too. You know, like calling mm-hmm. in your ancestors and your family line because, you know, they they really can help from the other side. So, call absolutely it, call in that strength.
0: Call them in. I also yeah. love the element of Jenna. Jenna contributed. I mean, always with everything, just by being there. But with a meditation, opening up the circle with a yes. meditation, and I found that that visualization, everyone closing their eyes and then Jenna guiding people through a visual meditation really locks in a sense of protection. And like, it was, it was really powerful to have a meditation element involved in there where everyone's hyper-focusing on that. I feel like it sets a space.
2: That's the next step, absolutely. And I felt that as well, Jenna. Your meditation was so beautiful and so grounding for everybody. And that's something you want to do after you gather and socialize for a bit. You come to the circle and you find a way to bring the intention forward, bring it to the center of the circle. It can be a meditation, like Jenna shared with us, it can be a prayer, a blessing. Or an introduction by the blessing facilitator expressing that intention, or even maybe the mother herself will feel greeted to call the circle together. Just something that sets the tone for what's about to take place. This happens before any cord wrapping or any other rituals. You come together and you you create that grounding. It's very important to get every woman in the circle in the right mind
0: and heart space. Mm, Totally agree. And so we all sat down, we all did a meditation to get us in that heart space. And then because we had so many women at my, at my um, I was about to say blessing way, but then I caught myself (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah it takes (laughs) (laughs) my mom's blessing um we then decided to go with the route of the goblet which is a little more of a private sharing of your blessing to the mother do you want to step us through that joe
2: yeah so that's a water blessing um anybody who's tapped into the study of water we know that on a molecular you know, level, it can change with the power of our words and our vibration. Water is a very powerful tool, a very sacred element, especially in the realm of motherhood as we are carrying our unborn in the sacred waters of the womb. So I find it to be one of the most relatable elements, and it's something that I really like to incorporate in a blessing. And one, one um, quick
1: interjection: it's like our bodies yeah. are so such a high percentage water, you know, and so, so is the yeah. earth. And to know the simple like realization that water is affected by our vibration—it's proven mm-hmm. by scientists. Yep, that's such a fundamental, like, way to acknowledge that we do have control over our bodies, minds, experiences, things that happen in the world. Just and what a intention. way to integrate blessing
0: working with water, like speaking things totally. Like, it's That's, beautiful. Yeah, I, You literally ingest the blessings. <laughs> We're smart. Mm-hmm. That's right. So smart. Drink it down.
2: Yeah, so we passed along the goblet, and in this case, the women just whispered it as I sang a song to Amber, and then at the very end, once the circle was complete in blessing the water, Amber was able to drink it. Um and she promised us that she wouldn't pee until the labor. <laughs> so that she was carrying that, those
0: waters. That, that was a total <laughs> lie. probably peed one thousand times. Have you have you peed? One million trillion times just in one <laughs> night. But let alone a couple of weeks.
2: <laughs> this this spirit is still there. I'm sure. Of
1: it. But that was pa- that was powerful an observation that moment because you know as we were passing the goblet and Jolene was singing and um, people were whispering their blessings into it. I noticed so many people crying, like just just mm-hmm. just crying. Um, it was such a powerful moment. I think that actually had a lot to do with. Jolene singing. I think that oh. <laughs> that that song. It was like bringing people. Oh, to tell tears. tell us
0: about that song. Come on, come on, Joe. It was powerful.
1: That song.
2: Well, it is a powerful song, and I heard it for the first time when I was pregnant and receiving a prenatal massage by a beautiful woman named Sabina who works at Esalen, and she's a, a dear friend of mine. And after her massage, she would cradle me and sing this song to me, and it touched my heart so deeply. And so I made a point to learn this song and share it with with mothers because I think it's it's powerful words. It's all about. Um, it's all about you know our ancestry and the presence of everyone and everything that goes into creating, a spirit and a life and how powerful the spirit is and how much it can sing to the universe who we all are as one. Um, so that's what I sang to Amber. And yeah, that was a, oh my that was a gosh, special moment. Such a
0: special moment. And I I just, <laughs> I, I, it, you had your hands on my belly and you were just totally dropped in. And the gift of a song is so profound. I personally am tone deaf and cannot sing for the life of me. I mean, <laughs> when no one's looking, I may. I don't know, Amber.
1: I, I feel like you might, that might just be a story. Maybe we could yeah. shoot it someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm, do too. I'm totally open
0: to do that in a very private space. But <laughs> to, to be able to have, to be in your heart enough and to have the courage to sing. I mean, I know you're a singer, Joe, and you've been on tour and you're, you're used to it, but I know it's been a while as well. And it
1: has. I get <laughs> <Yeah>. very nervous. <laughs> Truth but be told, I do. It, it's a vulnerability it is. sharing like it's that. So
0: vulnerable. But,
1: well, Barbara, but that's what we, Barbara Streisand also gets nervous every time. So there you go.
2: Well, me and Babs, we have that in common, you know. But that's the that is the key element right there. It's all about the strength and vulnerability, and this brings it back to the water. The water is vulnerable. The water moves around the rocks as it's rushing down the river, but it's strong in that way. It flows through regardless of what obstacles are in its way. And even as soft and as supple as it is, it eventually wears away that stone. It all comes back to the water in this in this practice of birth and the vulnerability. And that's where the power is, is our ability to be vulnerable, to be open, we know that openness and channeling that openness is the most crucial element in labor and releasing that spirit through the gateway. It's just, it's all so connected. And these are the different like types of things that I like to remind everybody in the ceremony. We're not just Ticking boxes here. It's Mm -hmm. all I totally agree.
0: And just that, just that moment, that offering of that song and what you need to break through in order to make that happen and to be vulnerable yet to be intentional that is setting a tone that set a tone for me of what I need to carry through to make this labor (laughs) and birth happen smoothly as smoothly as possible. So it's the little subtleties that leave an impression that I'm then energetically taking into a space such a profound lesson to be vulnerable yet strong at the same time I mean that that's huge that's right
2: yeah that's that's what femininity is all about um and so these rituals are here to remind us of that whether it be on the surface in the conscious realm or even in the subconscious as we're integrating this into a woman and that's why we do all of these rituals, even the ones that feel more on the surface level. You know, if a woman isn't used to getting deeply ceremonial or spiritual, there's things that we can do that can softly help her blossom and open up to these, this wisdom. Um, so there's, you know, if a woman isn't comfortable in the deep sharing, there's loving touch rituals, which I find to be, very heart opening, you know. For Amber, we did the rose foot bath, which was beautiful despite her <laughs> her unwillingness to explain. Everyone feet look to away, anyone. but give me foot rub. <laughs> That's right. So I like to offer, you know, a rose petal bath. The rose water is very cleansing, and this can symbolically cleanse a woman of any fears she may be having around the birth. It's also just a very sacred ritual that just honors how, you know, miraculous this woman is in her time of creating life. And like Jenna touched on after the rose water, we did the cornmeal scrub, which is a cleansing ritual. Um, They used this in ancient times with a form of reflexology, it can clear the road for birth and cornmeal also represents fertility. So I like to offer this honor uh, to any other pregnant women who are in the circle, uh, Amber's dear friends, Amelia Tova. and yeah. Tova, yes, they were, they were both pregnant. So they came uh, to Amber's feet and they scrubbed her feet with the cornmeal, which was very beautiful. And then after that, we offered a milk bath to your feet, which is just... <laughs>
0: Oh my Doesn't gosh. It feel amazing? And How I was good joking about this better be organic, but <laughs> it mean? really was organic. I'm like, oh no.
2: Of course it was. was no, only, the, oh only the best for you, baby. So,
1: uh, was, it, was it really <laughs> different milk versus like water?
2: It's so different. It's so creamy. There's something so luxuriously soothing about milk to the skin. So I just like to end the foot bathing ritual with this because it Feels heavenly, but it's also for me a symbol of, you know, producing that breast milk for your child and a blessing that you will have ample milk to nourish your baby. And so at this point, I'm very deep in my breastfeeding journey, as was our girlfriend, Bethany. So the two of us poured the milk on Amber's feet. And it's just nice. It's nice to bring people in to do different things. And I know it means so much to the, the mother in the circle to have her different sisters come up. And that's something she remembers. And it can offer deep connection for them as well. So that's something that I really like to do. Um, there's hair brushing. Uh, in many cultures, in Indian culture, they change the woman's hairstyle to represent this huge change that she's about to experience. So perhaps if the woman's hair is down, maybe you'll brush it up, and vice versa. Um, mm. There's belly oil
0: massage. There's body. Oh my massage. gosh! Go and on, I... <laughs> go on. Tell them about your twenty-person yeah. <laughs> massage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so my my mother's blessing was really
0: luxurious was to say slam. the least. I mean, these
2: women. Of it was luxurious, and maybe that's why it's so easy for me to channel it because we these women did not miss a beat. There was the foot massage, then there was a massage table laid out that I somehow <laughs> plopped my big old belly on and not just a two-handed massage, but all the women came around and gave me loving touch. And I just soaked it up. I mean, I went from, oh, I can't receive to like, <laughs> give me more. It's amazing how quickly you start being able to receive once light. you get in the rhythm of it. Cause it feels, it feels so good. So these women were just rubbing me. And of course um, you want to be very sensitive because the woman may be sensitive to physical touch. So checking, with her make sure it's working for her it's not too stimulating you also want to avoid any pressure points that can induce labor but other than that that loving touch is a beautiful way yeah you could go with how joe did it and there was
0: literally Um, a one human on every toe (laughs) like (laughs)
1: there wow. must, <laughs> and every yeah, finger. They must about
0: 20 every, uh, that <laughs> means 40 hands on you at once and some people were stroking your head gently other people were oh. yeah,
2: my nieces were there
0: they were giving
2: me little handed touch I mean it was it was precious it was sweet um I highly recommend incorporating loving touch There's also adornment rituals, you know, making the woman feel so beautiful because she is. I've never felt more beautiful than when I was carrying Taj. So you can do belly painting, henna painting. You can make her a flower crown that you present to her in the beginning of the circle. And one thing that's really nice to do is to invite each woman to bring a flower to the circle maybe a flower that you know is her favorite or a flower that reminds you of her and you can weave them all together in a beautiful flower crown for her to wear which is very nice so anything that adorns her and makes her feel like the queen that she is um yeah, there's there's just so many different things. Oh, you can add um you can make her a birthing necklace if each woman brings a bead and you can string that up for her. And it's something she that can wear. That happened to me the and the day
0: I took there's it just, off I went into labor. <laughs> I oh, know, I was see. That's that punishment for taking it <laughs> off. <laughs> and uh, also right. at my, at my shower, at my mama's blessing, people made these beautiful smudge sticks like of, there were fresh flowers, but there was mm-hmm. specific type of flowers and leaves and a beautiful string and everyone made their own little smudge stick and you just hang it up to dry and then you can burn it later to, to clear space. So I thought that was really beautiful and such a pretty little station making exercise as well.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And a bit of art, yeah. You know? Yeah, I've. I, I'm actually going to mm-hmm. put a Project.
0: photo on our Instagram. I've got it up on my on my birthing altar, and I'm going to burn that baby. When I mean not my that Aww. that thing, not my baby. Just so <laughs> clear on that. Um, and I wanted to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to throw <laughs> in gosh. there as well. In my first mama's blessing, something that was so touching and profound was when I think I no I, I probably even had more people at the first one but we went around the circle and everyone offered from their heart whether they were a mother or not a mother everyone had a piece of they had words they wanted to offer me that I could carry into the birth as a mantra and as a gift or carry into parenthood and I really found that Mm. remarkable. It was a piece of advice that maybe their grandmothers told them or it could just be a word like surrender. And that just imprinted in my mind, yes, surrender. Like hearing the affirmation and taking it on and feeling it coming from such a wisdom and a heart space really, really assisted me in my birth and going into parenthood stories.
2: That's really... Yeah, that's really the heart of the ceremony. I think you've nailed it. I mean, all of these other things, they're fun, they're beautiful, they're heart opening. But if we can create an openness for women to really share their wisdom from their hearts, I feel like this is where the real gold is. And Even while we're doing these other things, it's a great time for women to be going around and sharing. They can share, like you said, a word. They can share any words of wisdom they have. They can also share any positive birth story that they have that can encourage you and offerings of love and support. There's often times where people will maybe make a wish for the baby and the baby's life and a blessing for the mother for her birth experience. Um, women can share songs, poems, spoken word. Um, some women at my blessing shared songs, and these were songs that I remembered and they recorded and sent to me, and I sang them to Taj when he was first born. So anything that You can offer in that way is there's a really cute
0: little ritual around offering prayers for the baby where women can bring in a beautiful tree, like a, a miniature tree of some sort, maybe a little olive tree or whatever tickles your fancy. And then each person writes a prayer out for the baby and ties it to the little tree. And then the mother plants the tree in there somewhere special in their yard. And then when, and then collects the prayers. And then when the baby is old enough, she reads all the prayers to the child. I thought that was super sweet and special as well.
2: Mm, that is so beautiful. Yeah. So all of these things, and you know, if you don't want to do you know, uh, hours of sharing, a verbal sharing. You can create a little station where, like Amber said, you can write things down and maybe put them in a little box or in a book for the mother and the baby. And this is something they'd have. I have forever. valentines That's in
0: his room. Really nice, he's he's at the nice age where to he can now it. comprehend these type of things. I might give it a read. Um, a very taboo question: Men, why? Amen. Ah. What? What is? What's your take on inviting men to a mama's blessing?
2: Okay, so again, this is absolutely only my take and my opinion. So, I think whatever works for you is the way to go. But, um, a circle of women, you know, it's a very powerful and sacred occurrence. And I think that's an important container to create for a woman preparing for motherhood, um, as well as the other women holding space, you know, because there's so much strength in the vulnerability that we've been speaking of. And I think oftentimes. The feminine doesn't always feel completely free to open when the masculine is present. So if I'm being asked, I suggest that the women meet and take this time to share in the bond of sisterhood um, and, you know honor motherhood. But I also suggest that during this time, if it's available, that the father gathers with his closest brothers to honor and acknowledge what he's embarking upon. And in this time, it's great if he can seek guidance from fathers as to how he can best support the mother of his child and prepare for what's in front of them, I think that is just as important. Um, I've had many friends that have done this. My husband went and did this with his friends while my ceremony was happening. He said, "Why can't we stay?" And I said, "Because, honey, this, you know, this is important for me." But then he went. They went to the beach and they played music and they sat and they talked. Some men were fathers, some weren't, and they could all just share, you know. And I, that's very powerful too. And I think it's extra powerful when it's happening simultaneously. There's just such a beautiful balance created in the feminine and masculine being supported. And then what I like to suggest is that we all come back together afterwards for the feast, which is also traditionally incorporated in these blessings is that afterwards we feast we celebrate and nourish the mother we nourish ourselves and it's a wonderful time to have the men join us because we're all feeling so charged so loved you know just in this great space to be joyful and celebrate and that's that's how i suggest you do it wow what a
0: beautiful and answer and i feel so question. terrible because that you're completely right I should have asked Carrie to chuck his own like daddy's blessing. while I, mine was going on because it's,
2: but he but, did, but you told, yeah, he did that's Amber. True. And when you told me he yeah. was camping with the boy, yeah, with, with the with kids and with his friends, that's immediately was the thought I had was maybe it wasn't intentional, but it, it was meant to be. Yeah, he was having true. his own time. In but way. I'm just thinking and that's,
0: Amazing. And then everyone yes. came
1: back together for the feast, a.k.a. the virtual reality <laughs> oh headset. Oh, my gosh. Jeddah. this is a <laughs> sacred
0: space AF,
1: okay? <laughs> we don't need to...
2: I think I got out just in time before that happened. But we did all convene and we had pool time outside at your lovely home and we danced and we laughed and we celebrated. It was, it was, yeah, they
1: did. Yeah, it's true. They did come
2: home and that's true. But
0: just Jolene painting a picture Mm -hmm. of it being equally as important for the men to have that support and that ritual to help them marinate in what is to come, I think would be really profound for the men because a lot of the time, I mean, come on, let's let's be real, 100% of the time, all the attention and focus, so it should be, is going towards the women, but it's a massive transition for the men as well. It can be huge, and it would be nice to sprinkle them with some type of sacred container if they're open to it.
1: Absolutely. And, and preparing them for supporting the mama and the baby that's because the key right the, there. To yeah, me. there's no precedent for that, you know, and here we're, we are as mothers feeling like unsupported by our partners some of the time, you know, and for them to have like a place to learn how to, to, to be that dad that's supportive and husband that's supportive or even a, a boyfriend, whatever. Um, yeah, that'd be I think sweet. that would be really helpful.
0: And what did you girls think of the gong bath that happened at the end of my shower?
2: Ooh, that was intense
1: for me. Yeah, yeah. That they was say it's the sound of really the universe. Really um, I had never. It was so wow. many sounds. And to me, it sounded like I could. I could tell it was a gong, but it sounded like I was like on a <laughs> New York City street, and there was like buses and people, and Poor like so a much happening, internal panic you know? attack. All my little senses are
0: like, whoa! <laughs> it
2: was. It was the same for me too. It was very overwhelming, and by the time she got to the little like bird chirping <laughs> bells, I was wow, very what relieved. You really
0: think? <laughs> okay, great. So <laughs> note for
2: later. <laughs> no, no, I enjoy.
0: It was intense, I very yeah. much
2: enjoyed it, but it was intense, and it was it was long. It was beautiful, and I could see how that's an encompassing vibration for the universe. It was yeah. just a lot to take in, especially after creating a container.
1: Softened. You know
2: where we were so open. It was a yeah, lot so, to receive, but it was, it was good. So, I, it's fun I, to I integrate highly recommend an it to element. anybody. I mean-
0: I came from the perspective all these women have gathered and are offering me their hearts and their wisdom and such support. I would love to offer something back to them. So I arranged a little sound bath. And obviously a sound bath, you don't have to use the gong. You can use wind chimes and singing bowls and whatever it may be. But the technology behind the gong from my kundalini days, kundalini yoga, is – Basically what it does the vibration of the gong is so deeply grounded and full that it's meant to integrate the work that you've done previously. So all the blessings and all of that heart space that we were marinating in for so long then gets penetrated even more deeply into your cells and solidified. So that's kind of the concept behind it, but it is it can be a very if you're not used to it, it can be an intense vibration and sound for sure but it's a cute idea Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) in a wonderful way I just want to clarify the intensity that I'm speaking to is very positive Uh,
1: yeah (laughs) too. it was like it was so complex it was just one piece of metal but the amount of like sound that she was getting from that it's pretty special mind-boggling and she was a
2: very beautiful yes, woman. And yes. one thing that she's one thing she said when setting the space for her offering, which still sticks with me to this day, and it's something I will carry on with me in my work, is that she just expressed the importance of of feeding everyone in the circle so that we may better feed Amber and I think that's just such a crucial element. Yes, we are there honoring the mother, honoring Amber, but we're honoring the woman and the mother and all of us. And it was really a beautiful oh. thought of you, Amber, to offer that to yeah, us. Yeah, it was Thank so you. my I, pleasure. I love that. It and really. Came I'm interested
0: because we've got about five minutes left, but I'm interested, Jenna. You did you have mama blessings
1: for both pregnancies? No, I'm glad you asked me this because I was just sitting over here thinking about that actually, and you just took the thought from my mind. Um, No. So, for my firstborn, I had a traditional baby shower, no blessing element whatsoever. It was put on by some friends at the time that were, you know, I, for lack of a better term, sort of third dimensional, like not sort of on the (laughs) blessing level. Um, and you know, it was like, it was everything that you could ask for a traditional baby shower. There was like, cupcakes. With I think sprinkles. there was like cookies with yeah. my picture picture on it with, as a baby. Like they, they made cookies oh out of oh, like so my sweet. baby face and Jesse's baby face and stuff. Like How that. did it
0: leave you it feeling, was, feeling? You know? And be-
1: so that it didn't, it didn't it, it okay how it left me feeling mm-hmm. was like i ticked a box you know like at, i was like that is what i'm get pregnant you know you get engaged you have a bridal shower mm-hmm. you get pregnant you have a baby shower i did the whole registry thing it was totally looking back com, com, conventional materialistic um, but you know what? I didn't have a choice. Like I didn't wouldn't have chosen that if I had had the two side by side. But I didn't because I didn't have a community of women that were on a level that were able. But to you know what? Me I in have the to ways that we've been talking about.
0: I've had a lot of women come to my blessings that aren't quite you know relatives and mother whatever it may be and aren't quite in that space and it's been a first time experience for them to be sharing in a circle. And every single time they have impressed me and blown my mind that.
1: Of course, if you you take an individual out of context and put them into the context of a blessing, of course, they're going to perform that way. But if you're talking about like everybody, you know, and there's nobody to lead it and there's just like, that's, that's not, it's just a different yeah. I did not have the community that would able to hold me in that secret space. I'm sure they as individuals could have in a okay, blessing. Okay. Got situation. it. And so
0: second to... time around, you had a little blessing. I was there.
1: Yeah, you were there. I was very sick my second pregnancy. Again, very lone, alone. Like I didn't even like see people my whole pregnancy. And um, I remember when it was time for me to do my blessing- or wanting to do a shower or something. I, I already had like kind of gotten the people out of my life that were, because sort of every, once I became a mother, everybody fell to the wayside that wasn't really in alignment with me. And so a lot of the people who had been in my original one sort of had fallen to the wayside. I was so sick my whole pregnancy. And I just wanted to create a small circle. Cause I, again, I didn't have that many women who could come together in that capacity, but I did, I had a small circle. I let it myself and Amber was and, there. But t- tell and us about you stepped
0: us through a meditation and then you asked us all to, um, just remind me, remind me. You can't remember.
1: I can't I remember, I remember we I, all I really picked have, a date no that we thought the baby
0: was going to arrive on. And then we all offered oh, something yeah. to you and you asked us, you led us through a meditation and asked us all to hold that vision and space and prayer for the baby. And that when you were to go into labor to really kind of, home in and just put protection over you and to help you through that energetically. Mm
1: -hmm. And that really did. I think, I think with the birth of my daughter, like the, the energy of protection of, yeah, I think it it really pulled me through because it, the birth could have gone in a very different direction, but it was all good.
0: Well, there we have it. So many ways to do it, but really what's at the heart of it is being in the heart.
1: But one thing I did want to say, which is that I actually feel a little bad when I hear you guys talk about these wonderful blessings because I didn't get to have that. And I think a lot of women out there like did not get to have that. They did not get to have a 40-hand massage on them. They did not get to have their foot like massage with cornmeal and goats. Maybe well, it's not too late. <laughs> like it just didn't happen for a lot of people. So that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying it's to get not, to. It. Like maybe there's a way where that's still possible, you know, for us. Well, a lot of
2: times blessings will happen after the baby is born, because as we know, that's often when we need the most support. So sometimes they'll happen before and after. There's no written rule here. And I think it's really important that Amber, that you asked Jenna, because the the importance here is to make a sacred space. I remember you asking me how do you make a sacred space? And really that's about what speaks to our souls and is backed by the heart. A mother's blessing doesn't need to have 20 women there. It can have two women there. It can be you and your most trusted sister. And there's so much power in that as well, the intimate space. Um, So I just hope that any of your listeners can hear this and know that it doesn't need to be extravagant. And oftentimes – the most simple ceremonies can be the most sacred. It's really about the intention that you set, the clear vision you have, and what you hold in your heart behind Mm -hmm. it. That's how you make a space sacred. So you know, there was certainly an opportunity there for Jenna or for any of you who don't feel like you have that container. Trust me, you do. All it takes is one woman and courage and vulnerability in you to ask for that. And it will present itself through the web, I've been speaking of. We essentially, in the big picture, are. And you are know all what I find you. And really that's this profound and about.
0: powerful? If you miss out on the whole pre birth blessing, uh, to sit in a birthing circle and to share your experience of the birth, whether that be something facilitated by a women's group mm-hmm. or whether that be a couple of your elders or your best friends, whatever it may be, I feel like there is such therapy and medicine in sharing the fears, the joys, the challenges, the, the beauty of the birth because that's another transition and passageway and monumental crossing that a lot of women don't get to celebrate or don't get to process properly because they go straight into the throes of motherhood. So just, you know, there are so many opportunities for you to gather the women and create a sacred space to carry forth into motherhood. It's just a matter of making it happen, orchestrating it. Mm-hmm.
1: Do it, ladies and <laughs> or gents, or gentlemen. Got to include
0: the gents, do it. Um. Wow, Joe, okay. that was so okay. beautiful and eloquent and moving. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom with us. Of course.
2: Oh, and my thanks pleasure. for just being oh you. Gosh. You know, it's just such <laughs> my a little Earth Mama. I know Joe's
0: like, I just got to keep her in my pocket, take her everywhere with me. Mm. Yay.
2: I'm here. I love you guys our both pleasure. so much. Thank and you for having me. This was really, very, really fun. Yeah,
0: I agree. We have and to bring the sacred into really these important. transitional times. We have to bring the sacred into everything really, but these are the moments where it's, it really counts. So where can our audience find you, follow you, get in touch with you? They're going to be rapping on your door, girl.
2: Uh, you can find me, uh, I do work under bless into being. So my Instagram is bless into being my email is bless into being at gmail.com thank or you, my website gorgeous girl.
0: Blessintobeing.com. and we have a little invitation oh, for you. our listeners. Jenna, so do you want to, um, do you want to take that or do you want me to take it? Okay. I'm not okay, sure. Okay, you okay. take it because so I don't know what we, what we had to decided about we to offer our, our listeners now. an invitation. And, Joe, if you want to jump in at the end here, if you're feeling called to offer something that they can try on um, around this topic, go for it. For my invitation I had, for any mamas to be out there who are looking to bring a little more sacred into your space, start gathering a team of facilitators, whether that be friends, family, or pros like Jolene or yourself – to weave the perfect present for you and your baby, a heart-filled blessing that you can call upon during the times you need it the most. Do you want to add anything in there? you good? Beautiful.
2: I would just add to, I invite you all to find sacred ritual within your daily life. Um, even the most simple things can be sacred and taking that time and presence and putting that heart into it can really reshape your frame of mind and offer healing mm, well and said.
1: The just a recharge that I herself.
2: think we all need.
0: Excellent. <laughs> so lots of love to everyone who joined us today and we really hope you have a beautiful week. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would so appreciate your support by sharing this episode subscribing on on iTunes so you can keep up to date with all of our releases leaving a review and just spreading the love lots of love for your week ahead and we'll have you with us next week bye for now